Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Psalms 27, verse 4. Let me read it for you real, real quick again. It said, One thing that I have desired of the Lord, this will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Now, before we move into this time of communion that we're about to make, I want to set the atmosphere for what we're trying to capture tonight uh, while you're here with all the water baptism. You see, I believe that it is nights like this, these kind of nights that we're in right now that we have created to encounter God's presence, to encounter God's power, and to hear God's voice. That's the reason we do these kind of nights like we're doing. And whenever it comes to prayer, when it comes to worship, and whenever it comes to the Word, listen to me. Don't fight back against those things that are here to help you get delivered. Did you hear what I just said? Whenever it comes to worship, when it comes to the Word, when it comes to prayer, don't fight against it. Go along with it because God has given us those things to set us free and to be delivered. I say that to encourage or uh, to encourage encourage you to to press in during this communion time to press in during the prayer time that's about to follow again psalms 27 verse 4 notice the two words desire and seek you see those two words desire and seek whatsoever you desire you seek after watch now whatever you seek you will find watch now so you better be careful what you desire because whatever you desire you will seek and whatever you seek you will find it it's not hard to find trouble okay i'm saying something right here now it's not hard to find trouble it's not hard to find drama it's not hard to find the wrong person to get hooked up with and if you go seeking it mm -hmm, i'm here to tell you you're going to find it. That's right. So let's sometimes, uh, let me just say this. I know this is a happy time, but let me just say this. Sometimes we have to stop pretending that people find stuff that they were not seeking after. Mm -hmm. That bad relationship or all that drama, those incident reports. Maybe you would not have found those bad situations if you were seeking something else. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. One thing, David is telling us that my faith is not a hobby. This is the only thing that I'm after. I'm not after anything else. I'm not after the, the presence of God only on Sundays or only on Wednesdays. This is not a hobby, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is holy. What we're doing tonight is holy. Water baptism is a holy thing that's instituted of Jesus Christ. What we're about to take in this communion is a holy thing instituted by Jesus Christ. This worship that we're doing, this prayer that we're about to do, all of it is holy unto the Lord. This is not a hobby. Are you listening to me so what you do for God your relationship with Jesus must be greater than all other things in your life you see Wednesday night Bible study Wednesday night the reason we still do Wednesday night I know a lot of churches don't do Wednesday night no more but let me tell you why this is a family night you have youth meetings on Wednesday night you have kids warrior rangers or missionettes discipleship on Wednesday night the adults we have Bible class in here on Wednesday nights 
This, if you come on Wednesday, this is more than a hobby. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And if we ask your child, we saw children get baptized. If you ask your child, what does your family value most? What does your family value most? If you ask the child. I wonder what that child would say. How does your values line up with your actions as a family? Are you listening to me by the Holy Spirit? Psalms 27. This one thing I desire, this one thing I seek after. Listen, I am for hobbies. I like to go hiking. I like sports. I play basketball. I like stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. But those things can't become the one thing that you desire. Those things cannot become the one thing that you seek after. It is the right thing the first thing in your life. We know what Matthew 6, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, then all these other things will be added unto you. So what you seek becomes your values. Watch now. And then whatever you value turns into culture. Watch. When your culture gets in front of the kingdom, then we can't deal with your culture because your culture is not submitted to the kingdom. Let me, let me give you a couple of examples of what I mean by that. You see, we have a culture of education, and I, I'm for it. Education is a good thing. You need to learn something sometimes. Come on, somebody. I'm for it, so don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But education does not come before kingdom. Okay? So, so, you know, I'm unable to maybe watch live stream or come to church. I know we're in COVID-19 and things are different. I understand. But, you know, pre-COVID-19 days, I can't come to church on Sunday. I can't come to church on Wednesday um, because I have a test. I have a class. I got to study. Listen, I can't pray. I can't worship. I can't, God, I can't do the things of God because I got to do this test. I got to do this study. Listen, somebody taught you that your education is more important and more valuable than coming to church and serving God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And that's what I mean by culture. That's what I mean. So how many people have lost their faith after after they get a certain kind of job. Think about it. Somebody taught you that your job is more important than your relationship with God. Somebody taught you that, so therefore you value that, therefore it becomes your culture. How many people have quit serving God, lost their faith after they get their first car? Come on, somebody, talk to me in here. Or their first love. Uh-oh, I could really go there then. Mm-hmm, yeah. You see, God is not going to bless everything you do if what you're doing is not for God. Every family, every life in this room, you have a culture attached to you. How you do, do things attached to you. Culture is important because that is what we call normal in our, in, in our world. In our world. My culture is different than yours. In my house, my normal is different than your normal. You follow what I'm saying? Now watch. And if your culture, your normal, is based on things contrary to God's word, then you need to know that there's a change that is needed in your culture and in your normal. Okay? Again, let me give you an example. It is not normal for your family functions to involve law enforcement to be called every time. Come on, somebody. Do I got a witness in here? Amen. Help me preach, Amanda. That's, that may be your experience, okay, but that is not God's will for your life, right? Okay. First Peter 2.9 says that Jesus has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. 
Okay, so you got to turn the lights on. Now watch. People can live in the same zip code and have a different culture attached to their house. Now, I don't know what a good zip code is and a bad zip code, but people say that. I, I hear that. So watch. You can live in a good zip code and experience all kinds of trouble in your house. You can live in a bad zip code and experience peace in that home. It has to do with the culture of the spirit that is attached to that house and what you call normal. Football programs have a culture, right? Teams have a culture. Basketball teams, baseball teams. Restaurants have a culture. If I said Chick-fil-A, then you would automatically connect what they do with their culture. Are you, are you tracking with me? So here we go. I'm turning the page. We're about to, we're about to do communion and, and, and get back into prayer and worship. Churches, churches have a culture. Okay, here we go now. Primarily, primarily churches read from the same Bible. Okay, I know. But primarily, just, just for the sake of argument, most churches will read from the same Bible. Most churches are going to sing some songs, right? Am I right about that? Yep. You know, most, most churches are going to practice giving in some, some capacity. There are certain things that no matter what church you attend, you're going to see some normal things. Then what makes the difference between churches and the house of worship, what makes the difference is what kind of culture are we in when we go to that church to worship God in? Am I making sense to you? Okay, you tracking with me? So let me just very quickly, I'm going to get us to the place of communion right here. I want you to know something. We at the Revival Center, let me tell you a couple cultural points, and then we're going to pray. We are unified in this house. We are unified across this congregation. It's hard for me uh, to show this on Sunday mornings because we're like in three services and we got to split everybody up. But when we come in here like this right here on a Wednesday night, we are different in age across the spectrum in this house. We are different in ethnicity across the spectrum in this house. Different backgrounds, different places where people come from in this house. Now, why are we unified? Because when you walk through these doors, we recognize that Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 applies to us that it is the blood of Jesus that unites us. We are all one. Somebody say one. One in Christ Jesus. That is a cultural point that we hold dear. In uh, Psalms 133, this is another reason we hold it so dear. It tells us that behold, that uh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in what? unity. Why do we want to dwell in unity? Because verse 3 says that it is there that he commands a blessing upon unity. And when you're in unity, you don't even have to ask for a blessing. God said, I will command a blessing to be there. See, let me give you an example of unity, even in the context of worship, praise, and sound. Sounds. Because I've been in the jungle in Ecuador. I've been in South Africa and even in Costa Rica. Been around different places. And I have worshipped God. Literally, those that went in 2015 into Ecuador, we took that boat ride, four hours in a canoe. Do you remember this, those that, that were with me, um, that we went to a church service out there. There was none of this. There was none of this. It was a, uh, it was a five-gallon bucket. They were speaking Spanish. Miss Jill, I had no idea what they were saying. I could figure it out because I think they were singing the Hallelujah Chorus. I think, I, I think I got Hallelujah. I think you say that in the same way in all languages. But my point is is, is it didn't have all of this, but guess what we were doing in the jungle? Worshiping God. We were worshiping God. And the same spirit 
that I feel in this house, I felt down there worshiping the Lord. Okay? Are you tracking with me now? So people cannot turn their preference into God's desire. When people take their preference and turn it into God's desire, you create prejudices based off of that. But God is so diverse that he likes all kinds of sounds. I think he loved the sound of hitting on that five-gallon bucket. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I think he likes the sound that comes out of this room as well. He likes what you like and he likes stuff that you have never even heard of before. Elders in this room are blessed by the young people. And the young people in this room are blessed by the elders. And there's different ethnicities that will find themselves at the same table because we value unity. Somebody say amen right there. The Revival Center, we are people of honor. Watch now. This is what we create at this house. We show honor and we show respect to all people because God values them. And what you honor, you attract back into your life. You attract back into your life. And you can disagree without being dishonorable to that individual. We are a giving people in this house. We give time, we give tithes, and we give offerings. And let me just say it right there because we're not doing like a regular offering, that when you leave tonight and if you want to give, you're given to bless the worship team. Um, they, they play three times on Sunday. So, yes, we give them some biscuits. Come on, somebody. And some gravy and some sausage back there. Amen. <laughs> And so if you give tonight, uh, that, that's what it's going to go towards. It's going to go back into the ministry tonight that you see happening. We are here to possess the land. We are aggressive. Understand, we try stuff. We try stuff. We try ideas. We can't reach a Netflix world with a blockbuster mentality. Come on, somebody. Are you in the house? you got to try something different. And we are not scared to try new things. It may fail. It may not. I don't know. But if we fail, we're going to fall, fall. We're going to fail falling forward hello somebody I don't believe in self-limiting ceilings and telling my own self no when God is saying yes are you tracking with me now yeah we are salt and we are light so it is our job to go find people whether it's at build a bridge whether it's an outreach whatever it is we go and find them and we have to push back against the gates of hell I'm almost done and we are not a show what you see tonight, we ain't trying to entertain nobody. Are you listening to me? We are not performers. We are presence-oriented people. We desire God's presence. We are worshipers. We're going to come in this house and we're going to worship God. Why do we have all this stuff that you see? Because Psalms 150, verse number 1 says this, praise the Lord. Where do we praise Him? Do we only praise Him at, at the house? Where do we pra praise Him in His sanctuary? Praise Him in His mighty firmament. That means everywhere. Well, I'm going to read it all brother Kyle you can just go ahead and go right on through praise him for his mighty acts has God done anything mighty in your life then you ought to praise God for it praise him according to his excellent greatness is he great then you ought to praise him for it. praise him with the sound there it is look look at the instruments trumpet if you have a trumpet blow it praise him with the, the some harp and the lute I don't even know what that is brother Josh praise God I'll find it and I'll blow it though praise him <laughs> with the tambour tambourine and the dance. Praise Him with string instruments and with flutes. Verse number 5. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with the uh, clashing cymbals. Verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Oh yeah. Praise ye the Lord. 
So, Pastor, when we come in here, why are you always telling us to clap our hands? Why are you always have to stand up, sit down, clap, praise the Lord? Why? Because whenever I read Psalms 150, my God tells me if you got breath, you want to give him praise. We ain't a quiet church. We are not a quiet church. Oh, we didn't come in here to a cemetery. Hello, somebody. All right. We do missions. We are kingdom builders. We do missions both locally and also globally. In fact, today, Pastor Brandy, our outreach and missions pastor, dropped off a kingdom builder. Cody and Taylor Griggs on their way to Ecuador out of this church. We do missions. And when I say do missions, I mean like we send people and do missions. We go and do missions. We do it anywhere and everywhere. And I'm almost done. Two more. And we're going to go back into the uh, t- back into prayer and worship. Is this okay? Or do y'all just want to go home? All right. Okay. All right. We are naturally supernatural. We believe, it's very important, we believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to all believers. And... We believe in the demonstration is a natural extension of the believer's life. When the Holy Spirit begins to move, it is not weird and it is not spooky. It is powerful and it is very natural. That's our culture. We believe in the non-gifts of the Holy Spirit that is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We believe in the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the word of prophecy, the word of faith. We believe in the gift of healing, the working of miracles, the discerning of spirits. Yes, we do believe in the gift of tongues and the accompanying gift of the interpretation of tongues. And tonight, I want to release you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you as we move into this other time that we're about to get into. And this is the last one, and then we're going to take communion. Lastly... Here at the Revival Center, we have a faith culture about us. We believe the Word of God. We dare to believe that God will do what He said He would do. Yes, sir. We, be- we read it and we believe it. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yes, we believe things that we cannot even see yet. Matthew 19, 26 said, Is there anything uh, that is impossible with men? This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. When in this church, when we read that verse, we believe that with God, all things are possible. Faith in God is a life-saving power. It is not a feeling. It is a belief in the power of God. So tonight, tonight, remember Philippians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse number 6. Do not be anxious for nothing tonight, okay? We're about to move into a different, different moment right here. So before you leave, if you got some anxiousness, some things on your heart and you're anxious, do not be anxious for anything. You're in an atmosphere tonight that you can absolutely cast your cares upon the Lord, 1 Peter 5, 7. So can I challenge you that if you brought something into this house, it's not enough for you just to clap for somebody else, which is good, but you can also get God in your own life and he can take care of some of your own issues tonight. In Romans chapter 6, verse 20, and I'm done right here. I love this one. And the God of peace, come on somebody, and the God of peace will, what will he do? What will he do? He will crush Satan under whose feet? He's going
going to crush them under your feet shortly. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? You are in a house that we believe that the devil is little bitty and we serve a big old God and he can crush the devil under your feet tonight in Jesus' name. We hope you have enjoyed today's message. For more information about the Revival Center, visit us on the web at revivalcenterhe.com.